okay, so there's a, there's a difference, right? There's a subtle difference, and a lot of it is kind of uh, how do you apply that. We live in a, the information age, right? With our access to facts and knowledge, it's endless. So um, in your pursuit, individually, and one of you or all of you can answer this one, how, um, how have you intentionally sought wisdom instead of knowledge? Or what does that like intentional seeking of wisdom look like for uh, your, your life in your experience? <laughs> I, I loved one of the verses that we sang this morning. I, there was a line in there about, may my vision be your vision. And for me, there's this sense of how do I try to develop how God would look at things? How would God engage people, look at situations in life? And how do you begin to develop that? Surely, I think it comes through scripture, through study, through reading, through prayer. It comes through community, through time together with good friends and other people. My father, um, who's a hundred, I remember one time said, you know, when you're trying to figure something out, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, and then do the right thing. And there was something about that, that it was study, 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 and from that, in some way, you'll know the right thing to do. So for me, that hopefully is kind of the path I'm working towards to try to make that happen. Um, I think in addition to that, um, I feel like a lot of the times um, that I feel good about a decision I've made or a way that I've reacted, it's because of words that are resounding from wise people that I've been in community with. Um, and. I'm blessed to have a lot of those. And so um, I think listening to the people in our lives that we see as wisdom or as people who have wisdom um, gives us a lot of context for how to apply what we've studied. Um, and I think often I feel like as I'm about to act, there's kind of this sense of like, peace or lack of peace that gives me some understanding of whether or not I'm acting with wisdom. Um, and when there's a lack of peace, sometimes pausing and waiting um, and seeking additional wisdom from more people, um, asking for advice, continuing to study. Um, we know that if, if, um, if we ask for wisdom, God gives it generously. And so when we feel, when I feel a lack of it, um, pursuing it actively, I think is what we're called to do. And we can trust that God will always provide. It seems like an obvious question. And when we were given these to answer, I was like, why is this not just coming to my mind right out of the gate? Um, and it really made me have to think about like, why do I, why do I do what I do? Like what motivates me? Um, and it really comes down to, I think, I almost had to go back to the basics as, as, you know, as a child of God, as someone who believes in Jesus, I believe that, you know, God is pursuing all of us, and I know that he's pursued me. And so I see myself as 
uh, the, having the opportunity to be his hands and feet to others. And so I find most of the wisdom that I try to gain is how do I understand myself well so that I can help those that God puts in my life around me see and understand themselves well. Like how might I be used to help someone on the journey that they're on in their relationship with Christ and, and how can I be a part of that? And then I think the other part of wisdom is that, is that it's not about me, it's not about us, right? It's about listening to what the Spirit is saying, and maybe you get some insight into what God is doing into someone's life or where they're at in their journey, but it's about knowing when you, uh, how, how you are to engage in that story. It's like you don't have the permission to just interject yourself. Um, it's about waiting and listening and seeing what God wants you to do. And sometimes you don't do anything. Sometimes it's more about what he's doing in your life, seeing it in someone else's life. And so for me, wisdom is how do I love someone well? Um, how do I engage in a relationship with someone that might be different than me, but to see them for who God made them to be? And the privilege that it is to know and understand someone in their journey. And so... Yeah, I think that hopefully that answers the question. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think. Yep, there you go. Let's, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> uh, I think one of the interesting things each of you touched on is that it's um, the pursuit is not individual, right? It's not like wisdom is contained and had and developed in a vacuum. Both of you said like community plays a piece of that. Your answer was largely connected to your ability to step into somebody else uh, else's story or allow them to step into your story. Um, so just to like get super practical, how do you do that? Like how do you, uh, how do you create an environment or uh, how do you posture yourself in such a way in your life that you actually are in a community that allows you to ask those tough questions, to, uh, to hear others' wisdom in your life and, and kind of avail yourself to that? Are there like practical steps? Because I feel like a lot of times we're on this journey by ourselves and we're kind of looking around saying, I would love to know what to do, but I don't have anybody else to speak into that. So have there been really practical things that you've done to, to kind of create that for yourself? Um, I think for me, just showing up and showing up consistently has been what has allowed me to create relationships with people that I want advice from or people that I like listening to how they're navigating their lives. Um, and so, like, I think it's really easy to want relationship when we're ready for advice and um, having the discipline of showing up for all the little stuff, too, has put me in a position where there's, there are people to ask. Yeah. We've been fortunate over uh, the years to have a couple of groups of people that we see on a pretty regular basis. In some ways, you might call them our small groups that we have. And I don't know, there's an element of time and longevity that comes with that, of just sharing life together. But I think in the middle of that, there's also vulnerability and transparency with each other. It's being willing to talk of what you're struggling with, what you're fearful of, what you're doubting, the, the 
hard stuff that happens in life in order for people to reach out and I think offer guidance, wisdom, support in those difficult times. So I've been in groups where it's all been pretty superficial and not a lot happens in that. So I think it's trying to find the people and on a practical level, I don't know, you can surely do it through small groups in a situation like this or just trying to take those friendships you have and the risks of maybe going a little bit deeper with them over time. Yeah, I, I agree with what both of you have described and that's been my experience as well. I'm really fortunate and I'm sure many of us here are with close friends or family where we have the chance to engage and community just happens. Maybe it's not something you're cognizant of, um, but that might be a cool thing to do is just take an inventory of those things that you just assume will always be there and what if it was like if it wasn't there. Um, the friend groups that I have, uh, we go deep really quickly, um, uh, only because we've established that trust, but we've also been willing to lay that out there. And I think something that I've learned is it's, and I'll speak for myself, but like it's easy to desire to put your best self forward and to desire to like if, you, if I want to speak about an area of weakness in my life or something that I'm struggling with or an insecurity, it's easy for me to like come out with what it is, what I think I need to do, where I'm at with it. And then it's like you've almost shared, like here's the finish line, I'm right here, but I'm going to get here. And it's easy just to focus on what you think the end result is going to be. But it's hard to invite someone into the pain of right now. And that's where the vulnerability, uh, I think, is important to lean into. And then that's where you invite others to share the wisdom that's on their heart into where you're actually struggling. And if you just speak about where you are and where you're going to wrap up, it's really not vulnerability. You're just sort of just disclosing an agenda of what's happening. And most people can only go, oh, good, awesome, that's great. And if they might say, well, you know, how can I help you in that? And usually you're like, oh, I don't know because there's nothing in the agenda that's letting anyone else interject into that space. So having the opportunity to just be vulnerable about where you're at and realize that maybe I don't need to say that for myself, but it will help someone else maybe see themselves in your own pain, in your own hurt, in your struggle. And I think that kind of transparency is, is really helpful and healing. Uh, so let's, let's kind of take a, a bit of a tangent off that one. <clears throat> um, I think we probably have a shared experience where there is a decision that is in front of you, something that has to be decided, a, a move that you need to make in your life. You have sought counsel from wise people, your community, um, and whether you have experience with this or this is something you've seen and maybe have something to speak back into the community, what do you do in those instances when what you want or what you feel is the appropriate next step is different than what the community discerns around you and, and is speaking back into your life. If you've had that experience, what was that like and how have you handled that? If you haven't had that experience, what, uh, what wise words would you say? This is maybe how you handle uh, those moments when what you want is different than what the community discerns around you and is speaking back into your life. I, I, that question threw me because it sounded like I was going to go my own way if my community was like, don't do that. And I'm like, I'm doing it. Um, 
I think if you, for me, when I reach out to my community about uh, some wisdom that I needed in my life, it's usually, hopefully it's an open hand where I'm willing to consider or even attempt to try what's being asked of me or being honest about why I'm not comfortable with that. It's like, again, it's the dialogue about where I'm at with what they're offering me. Um, yeah. Um, I think in my experience, I have needed to just keep wrestling. So if what I want is um, different than some of the advice that I'm getting, um, occasionally that means that I haven't explained the situation well, but often it means that I don't understand their advice or I don't understand where they're coming from or what they're challenging or encouraging me to pursue. And so um, seeking additional information about the advice, um, maybe the heart behind it, or um, wrestling within myself about why I feel resistant to that advice sometimes gives me some understanding of what, what the challenge is and why that feels difficult. Um, and as that gets, like, as I continue wrestling, often something kind of unfolds and um, the path becomes clear. Even if I don't like it, sometimes it's still not what I want. Uh, but if I can understand why, uh, it's a lot easier to proceed. I think uh, for me, it's really trying to maintain a sense of openness to what people are trying to share with me. I recently went through a decision just a few months ago where I was considering making a professional change uh, to going back into private practice rather than working with Rockwood. And I, I, I intentionally shared this with a lot of people in my life, hoping to get their feedback and their perspective, knowing me as they do. And as I look back on that, a number of people kind of said, yeah, you know, it sounds like that's what you want to do, go for it. But I had other people who didn't come right out and say no, but I could just tell by their response to me that they were hesitant, that they were questioning a little bit, I think, why I did that or, or would do that. And then it's the situation where I made the decision not to change, and of course, then they come out and go, oh yeah, we didn't think that was gonna be good for you. Um, but they weren't that direct in saying that to me. But I think it's also knowing those relationships well enough that you can kind of read those hesitations, those, those concerns on their part as to why you might be considering a decision like that. But without a doubt, it's being open, I think, to gather that kind of feedback in an honest manner. Uh, one of the things that um, I've always really admired in Russ is as in a kind of in an organizational setting, as we've pivoted in different ways and made decisions, he oftentimes has approached our staff and our elders with the phrase, I hold no sacred outcomes. And I think that that um, can be like a, a really humble posture, but also that really open posture of here's the decisions, and I'm trying to remove my own bias, my own wants, my own desires out of it, and really holding no sacred outcome in order to allow the, the communal wisdom of this group, this community to speak into it and help drive us forward. That's always been something that's stuck out to me. Um, the, 
as you are, are in community with individuals, um, I think one thing I would maybe add to that piece of the discussion is I have been in situations where the community has spoken something into me and maybe it was different than what I want and I chose to be the trailblazer, right? Well, I think I'm hearing from God, so I'll take this step out and I'll just go kind of against what maybe folks are advising. And uh, some of the, the ways that I have felt God's love and God's grace most profound me in, profoundly in my life is when you then come back to that community and you say, well, <laughs> so, okay, I wasn't a great trailblazer. You guys all spoke this into me. That was probably the right decision. But when that community has then welcomed me back in in that way and said, hey, we all make mistakes, and there's grace, and there's mercy, and there's love in those ways. And I think that can be a really, really profound way for us as a community to continue to always accept and always welcome folks back in, whether or not they're making those wise decisions always, right? Um, all right, let's, uh, let's move to uh, maybe one or two more. Um, as you have been in communities at different uh, and varying levels, what ways have you seen biblical wisdom exemplified in others? <laughs> um, I think one of my realizations as like in becoming an adult was that even adults ask for help. And so the people that I have always looked up to as wise. I sometimes wonder, like, why do they go ask for advice? Like, they already know the answers. Um, but seeing in those people that they have a habit of consistently um, seeking wisdom or expertise from people who know more than they do, and even from people who just live life with them and know them well, um, I've admired in them that they are consistently seeking, even though I view them as people who have kind of like arrived, <laughs> which is a myth. But um, uh, I think that kind of goes along with the humility. Like once we think that we have all the answers, I think we kind of lose them. And so um, when we have enough, I've admired people who have enough humility to continue seeking wisdom and input and um, yeah. I was just going to say that I, I see biblical wisdom in my friends and family and this church community when people remind me of what I know to be true. Um, I think most of the time when I'm discouraged or, or struggling, uh, whatever it may be, I have to go back and find that moment where like I knew that I knew that I knew and I can maybe reconnect with that time or that, uh, that feeling and reassure myself that God's faithfulness was true to me then, and, and therefore it is true to me now, even though I may not feel it or see it, um, and try to draw the connection between something that felt very certain. And then also remind myself that when I was in that moment, I see it certainly now. I didn't feel it certainly then, um, but I would go back to another time. So there's, there's the hindsight, right, that, that informs us of, uh, of God's faithfulness. And so my community is really good about reminding me of uh, prior times in my life where maybe I've gone through something similar. Um, 
you, uh, we've mentioned community, we've mentioned uh, study. Uh, I believe it was your father who had kind of made mention of, uh, of that as being um, something to go to. Are there other practices that have helped you cultivate wisdom in your life beyond the few things that we've already asked? I mean, the Enneagram, obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is gold. Uh, yeah, I won't get on my soapbox, but it's a wonderful way to see how you potentially are motivated to move through the world and also can show you how others are motivated and help you understand the motivations of others rather than being like, you're crazy, you're not, I would never do that. You maybe understand the motivation behind why that's there. And again, it's about listening, holding space, reserving your own opinion and advice unless, you know, a grown adult asks you for advice, uh, then that's your opportunity to, to speak into that and interject. For me, um, moving through the phases of life that I have, I think there's a, a growing acceptance and, and really just a strong awareness that life is so much less black and white than it used to be for me in my younger years. Um, love things to be black and white. Life is very easy when that's the case. And I think uh, when I was younger, early family, early marriage, black and white just made those decisions seemingly easier to come to. But as Max and I were even just talking a few days ago, life just gets grayer and grayer and grayer as we move through life and continue to encounter life situations and experiences that just don't have simple, easy answers. Um, I was sharing with a few people this morning, uh, it's been a tough week in our home. My dad, who's 100, uh, was just diagnosed with bone cancer this week. But even harder, we have a, a very good friend, very good family that we've been close to for years, who just on uh, Wednesday or Thursday, their 37-year-old son was killed in a motorcycle accident. And when those kinds of things happen, when life happens, I don't really question God, but God doesn't make as much sense for a while in response to those things. And what seemed to be pretty black and white becomes terribly gray again as to why, how come, this family who has endured so much and are so godly, it's just another, another huge whack in their lives. And, and that makes no sense to me. But I got to trust that in the midst of that gray, somewhere, in some way, God is sovereign. God is indeed in charge and in control even though we mourn and we weep because we can't always understand that or make sense of that. So I think for me, it's study, community, but also this, this kind of growing acceptance that that's kind of what life is. And I don't know, as we're getting older, life seems to be more like that, <laughs> which is kind of daunting and a little frightening, but we got to hold on to what we know to be true with God's love for us. Um, I think I think the question was additional things we do. Okay. Um, I think that um, waiting when it feels like I don't know what to do or I can't think of a good response um, 
just pausing, and sometimes that's a minute, and sometimes that's much longer. Um, and then um, just reflecting on, this is kind of connected to community, but often I think we've heard the wisdom we need in the past. Um, and so I feel like I tend to kind of tuck away things that people have said. And so um, sometimes it's just uh, pausing and waiting allows me to take some time to remember what other things I've heard from people um, that could apply. And um, sometimes that's sermons, sometimes that's what I've heard from people who have gone through a similar situation or a situation that's different, but something kind of applies, like a little nugget sticks out. Um, and so I think creating enough quietness to recall that has been helpful to me. I just add to that, I will sometimes journal what I feel in the moment or the, what's frustrating now with no expectation of resolving it, just capturing kind of a snapshot of that and just putting it aside, just kind of gets it off my mind. And then I can come back to it, reread what I wrote, and then reframe it, decide if I still feel that way, it is something different. And in many ways, I feel God speaking to me through the pauses. And it's less about writing like the first draft. Again, I have a tendency to want to fix it, like right now. Uh, I don't work that way. I don't think people work that way. So getting a snapshot of what it is today setting it aside and then coming back to it later and rereading it. It's like kind of being graceful with myself in the process, but then also gives me a chance to add new insight that I may have gleaned between the first time I wrote it down and now. That's good. Um, it feels like uh, culturally we uh, have a high value, we've placed a high value on expediency and like decision making in the moment, but that process of let's just slow. Let's slow down for a moment. Let's find some quiet. Let's find some peace and actually allow some of those things that maybe we already know to be deeply true to kind of come back to the surface, I think is a really great reminder. Uh, final question. You guys have a microphone. You have a stage. You have a platform, as it were. What, uh, what would be the one thing, maybe an encouragement or a challenge that you would speak back into our community as we are listening, trying to grow in our wisdom? What would be the one thing you'd uh, challenge or encourage us with? Um, for me, and again, I've kind of known this, but as we've heard just over the last couple of weeks, that wisdom really is there for us. But it's got to be something that you ask for. I think I've always felt like maybe wisdom just came from living life and you eventually kind of figured some things out. But I think Scripture is pretty clear. You need to ask. And when you ask, as we sung this morning, God is so faithful to fulfill that request and to offer that wisdom. Again, be patient. I think it comes over time with life experiences. But actively seek, actively ask, pray for that on a consistent basis and trust that God will be faithful in that. I would wonder if you would agree with this. Um, I, I think asking can also be other active things. So like 
we should be praying for wisdom when we want it. I think we've listed so many different ways to seek wisdom, and um, sometimes asking in prayer is the easiest part, but creating time to meet with the people who you want advice from or um, carving out time to study or to be quiet, um, those are all things that I would view as asking um, because it, I think it does need to be an intentional pursuit. Yeah, I would say sometimes you need to get your thoughts together and get it down to figure out what it is that you need. But then sometimes you know what it is that you need, but you just keep thinking about it, you know, <laughs> hoping that somehow it's just going to show up in your life. Um, a friend of mine, and I've said this before, but you know, a friend of mine's like, you know, if you're needy, there's this fear like, well, I don't want to be needy. That doesn't look good. Uh, it doesn't feel good. Um, but his response is needy, be greedy, uh, which is to say, ask for what you need. Like, your community can't show up for you if they don't know what you need. Like, they're not mind readers, right? So it's easy to be in a place where you're sitting and wondering why, why is this need not being fulfilled? But then sometimes it's on you to, to ask for what you need. And I think you'd be shocked at what your community will do for you when you just express your need. And you don't have to have it figured out. Like, there's a tendency to want to give it in a nice, neat way, and these are the ways you can solve this for me. But it's sort of, it's trusting and letting go and seeing what the community wants to do for you. And honestly, that's what God wants to do for you, right? Because the Spirit is moving and working in all of our lives. And He may be using someone else to fulfill that need in your life. And He's just waiting for you to trust and take that opportunity to let the community in to what it is that you're looking for. Um, this is but a snapshot of the incredible people that we have in this community, incredibly wise folks. So if you are a person that needs something, if you are a person that is saying, I, I need additional voices in my life, there are many, many very, very wise people in this community. We are a blessed community in that way. So let's uh, thank our three panel uh, volunteers here. Thank you very much.